Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show on this fine Friday evening. And uh, I'm excited to bring on a new guest co-host. You usually hear that from me on all my episodes because this is why I've been podcasting for over four years now. I get excited. I love to talk to people. I love to meet new connections. And I love people who have developed some very interesting brand growth and uh, one heck of a backstory. And we were talking before we started the show today, but uh, my new guest co-host today is going to have probably a lot to talk about. I mean, she's accomplished a lot. And uh, so let me give you a quick little tags here that you might be interested in listening in further, right? We got intimacy wellness expert, okay? A champion and advocate for all those who desire intimacy and passion their whole life long. And for those of you who've listened to the show for a while, I've popped in here and there how I've usually had my head up my butt over the years romantically, uh, did not understand the power of romance until you're willing to get soft and vulnerable, which in reality ends up being strong with the vulnerability, and I had no idea. That's the only way I was able to finally get married because I actually was able to win the wife back. I'll tell you that in a little bit with my new guest co-host today. Uh, but anyway, best-selling author, publisher, love-making techniques, bedroom communication skills. She's even gotten into the uh, the healthy vitamin and supplemental market. Uh, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Susan Bratton, welcome to the show. So. Hello, Scott. It is great to be here. And one of my most favorite things about you and your show is your wonderful laugh. So oh, I'm really? hoping, <laughs> yes, I love the way you laugh. And so I'm hoping we have a lot of those. Well, I love where you're going with that because there's so much positive and negative struggle right now with everything going on in our world. We already have the quarantine happening. Now we uh, have which has always been there, but a, a stronger surge of what's been happening racially in our country. And I love our country. I'm very patriotic. I've served my country as a firefighter. I have friends and colleagues who have built amazing, successful businesses thanks to the mental fortitude they've learned through public service or you know, police, fire, military, et cetera. And then when I see you know, some of these heroes making the wrong steps, influencing and giving people the wrong idea when there's so many amazing people out there, and I see that happening in the business world and vice versa as well. So crazy times. We're going to be smiling. We're going to be having some fun. And yes, maybe some increased laughter because I will admit intimacy is still a challenge for me. So I usually probably end up mm. laughing through it. This helps it take it a little bit easier. So, And I promise to my audience I've never held anything back and I will hide nothing. So uh, That's that, good. if that helps you as my guest co-host today, uh, we'll have some fun. Yeah. So, so how's, your, how's your sex life? Awesome, actually. <laughs> if anything, Good. I wish I could do it a little bit more. And <laughs> but maybe that's the guy in me. I don't know. Uh, but I will say it was interesting. Like, I guess, you know, people always say like, oh, the, the shifting changes, you know, that initial dating honeymoon phase. Yeah, you're probably doing things more often than you would. You know, but my wife and I are both having successful businesses and we're busy and our cancer survivor dog that keeps us busy. I mean, quarantining and everything else, you, you got to have a healthy balance. So. But hey, I'm still we're still we're still weekly. Weekly's good. So yeah, yeah. How many how many people react to that question uh, easily? <laughs> I don't ask it very much. Oh, okay. but because because it's actually confronting for people. People have a fair amount of um, mostly what people want is more, which you said. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I'd like I'd like I like it, but I wouldn't mind it being more. And I think a lot of people feel that way. There are 
there aren't that many people who are like, oh, I'm having way too much sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> a lot of people struggle with, I can't get my partner to want as much sex as I want them, as I want. And that's probably the most common mismatch, the mismatch libido. Mm. And it's most common that men want more sex than their wives. Married men want more sex than their wives. And so one that. of the programs that I created was a program called Revive Her Drive, how to get your wife to want you for mm. sex again, to the point where she is actually initiating sex. And guys are like, well, that's never going to happen with my wife. And I'm like, mm, you'd be surprised. It actually can indeed, if you just know what to do. Um, the other, I think the other kind of big piece of it is for people in relationship, they get bored. It becomes, mm. you know, kind of rote and tedious. There's there, you know, it's, it's, it's like, well, it's fun when we do it, but we never get around to doing it. Or when we finally get around to doing it, we're glad, but I don't know. It's not that interesting. So, you know, or I want to try more things and my partner doesn't, you know, that's another kind of error. And it's like, well, that's an easy fix too. The thing that I found is that people have all kinds of obstacles to having the sex life that they want. And they are at, Every single one of them is fixable, but the person just doesn't know what to do and they think their situation is unique ah. and it's like they're weird or there's something wrong or it's just them or what have you. That's the most common thing that I notice. And like anything, as you know, Scott, mindset is so much of it, like just awareness and belief that there are solutions is often what goes missing because people feel so alone around their sexuality. I, I totally agree with that. It's, it's, I joke around where once in a while on the show, like we talk about health, business, lifestyle, but it's funny you bring up mindset because over all this time, mindset yeah. comes up over and over and over again. It could be positive relating. It could be just how you become stronger through self and personal development, all these components. But back to your point, like if people go into relationship discussions fearing them, well, that's not the right mindset. How do you expect to build that communication and break those walls down? And I, I had to learn that. I mean, I, and I'll, I'll be right, right here honest. I've only been married over a year. So I've never been married in my life until uh, till last year. It's obviously my first ever because I was never in serious relationships. I was never in a relationship longer than one year and, until mm -hmm. I met my now wife. And uh, so it was an amazing growing experience and it didn't happen until my late thirties going into my forties. And I actually now appreciate that actually, because a lot of us make some dumb decisions in our twenties <laughs> to be yeah. perfectly honest with you. And I'm not saying you can't have a 20 something wedding work or, or marriage work, but I've seen, I'm not the relationship guru, but I've seen a lot crash and burn. Is that an unfortunate problem these days in the twenties? You know, most of my world is helping people with what I do is teach people how to transform having sex into making love. Oh. What I, what I'm really an expert in is not, I'm not, a, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a relationship coach. I know a lot about relationship dynamics, but what I'm interested in is hot sex. Um, what makes sex what makes you want it when you don't, why not? Mm. What are the obstacles to having that? And how can it become a relaxing, pleasurable, transcendent, 
deeply connected, erotic, sensual experience. I'm in. This sounds amazing yes. already. <laughs> yes. Let us, let's like, figure this out. <laughs> not, it's like not the sex you see on porn. It's not the sex you see on television and the movies. It's not even the sex that you read about in romance novels. It's it's um, what I what a lot of people are now becoming aware of. That's called tantric sex yeah, yeah. or tantra, and that's the now kind it's of different conscious. than tantric, right? It's the same. Oh, okay. T you say tomato, I say tomato. Okay. Tantra, I tantra, <laughs> tantric, tantra. I haven't read matter. all the books yet. So. <laughs> it's okay. Tantric sex basically is sex where you are present, where you're emotionally connected. Um, women really like this, and it's also slower. Mm. It's not just, um, you know, t t spit, yeah. go, pump, That's dump, done. That's porn. Yeah. And that, when, when you talk to women, and I do a lot of, I have a, I have a very large following. I am very lucky that I've been doing it for a long time, and I've always been on the internet. So I've, I've had people who have been my fans for 15 years. Oh, wow. And, that's, um, that's impressive. So yeah. I have a lot of longitudinal data. I do a lot of primary research against um, sexual attitudes of men, women, and gender non-binary over the course of like more than a decade Wow! about all kinds of things. And one thing that never wavers is what women want most is a well-groomed man who's emotionally present with her. Present and is different than available too, right? There's a, there's a differentiator there? Because like some people say, yes. oh, I, want my, I want a man who's available. I'm like, well, what is your definition of available? You know, is it approachable or is it, are you obviously be here now? I heard that one very many, many times. Like, are you in the moment? Are you distracted? Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you disconnected? Yes. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times for men, they, they aren't raised to be in their emotional body. And they're, they really can't feel a lot of pleasure they have a specific way that they self-pleasure and that's their one well-worn path mm -hmm. and a lot of times when they get into the bedroom they're in their head strategizing about giving her uh, overthinking yes and then that creates anxiety because they're projecting into the future or they're thinking about what happened in the past so they're catastrophizing the past and so then they end up not having the stamina or the emotional connection that they're looking for so that's, that's like a really big common thing for guys is learning how to actually feel and express your pleasure to your woman. That when, when guys say to me, it was funny, I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking there's kind of like a couple of different levels of lovership. Okay. Like level one is, you know, um, I'm just, I'm just, you know, taking my pleasure. I'm just, you know, I don't care about you. I'm just, you're, it's just friction, right? That's kind of the like very low level. Yeah. Um, and then maybe the second tier is, you know, oh no, I'm, I'm like, I'm woke. I'm sexually woke now. I'm all about giving her pleasure, you know? So I'm just going to give her pleasure. Oh, let's pause real quick. Are you tired of hearing the woke thing yet? <laughs> like, well, that's why I use it. Cause I, I don't yeah. really like it. I know. It's, it's like, this, can it's, you use the whole word awoke I mean, or awakened? I mean, just let's use some grammar, <laughs> you know, so. But I, what, what I liked, the reason I used it is because it's, it's kind of like a past paradigm. Mm -hmm. And the past paradigm is, you know, I, I'm in it to, I'm, you know, I'm such a good lover. I can give her all this pleasure, you know. 
And the problem is that that's a man that's not in touch with his emotions. He's not present. He's strategizing. He's um, up in his head. Um, you feel performance anxiety being with him because he, he, if like, if you don't have an incredible orgasm, then he's going to get his ego hurt. You can't tell him what you want because he already knows, you know, like there's that kind of thing. So that's no good. So what's level three? What level three is, is really the man who is vulnerable, like we, we, we started on being a vulnerable man and how that was what led you to being able to have a relationship that had a deep enough emotional connection to actually become a partner. A, a whole new relationship, because she even said, like, I had like a three-month gap. I've talked about this before, and I said, like, she broke up with me, and because my head was up my ass. And then I had a three-month window where I could have just walked away, ignored it, and moved on, but it was nagging at me, and I never mm, had a girl nagging me that way, so in my head. So I was like, wait a minute, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy who symbolizes and cares so much about teaching people about self-work and personal and professional development. Yeah. And then I, I've said this before where I had this epiphany go off, and I was like, wait a minute, I've, I've done all this crazy adrenaline, drunky sports and firefighting and skydiving and everything else, and but it's like, you've never risked your heart and yeah. that like do like i felt like i just punched myself right in the gut and i was like whoa and i had that that was my awakening or i was woken and that's when i was like okay fine let's take all that energy and then figure out this whole try and figure out this love relationship thing like you know because did you even give her a chance did you even give you a chance did you give each other a chance all this stuff started unraveling and i was like all right you know what i'm not going to fully back away i'm going to go after it i might get burned after three months of work, I invited her back out to date, and, and, but she made it very clear. She said, that past year was awful. She's like, I don't, I'm not counting that. We have to, if, <laughs> it has to be a new chapter. And that was actually something I learned from my research too. They said, I don't maybe you could back this up, but if a, if a guy or a girl uh, affects their significant other woman in such a negative way, and they flip that light switch off, there is no way in hell that you're relighting that light switch. Like you pretty much have to install a whole new light switch and start a whole new chapter. Like that, that book's closed or that chapter is done. I forget what I read about this, but it was kind of interesting because it was actually pretty accurate. What are your thoughts on that, uh, at that analogy? I think everybody's different. Some people want to go back and rehash what happened and process it. And other people are better at saying, let's just have a do over and start again and let that go. Hmm. One of the things that I do notice is that there, there's a pretty big number of people, I'm thinking 15 to 20% of people who have been betrayed or had their heart hurt and they, it is very hard for them to open their heart again. I don't hear as commonly people who have never opened their heart except for men who come to me and say, women reject me, they don't like me, I do, I just, I'm just terrible with women. And they come in with a chip on their shoulder that they're not likable, that they're not lovable because they, they don't even know how to love. Hmm. And for them, I say, you need to start giving love. You need to go do a philanthropy. You need to love your family. You need to love your friends. You need to get some practice loving before you're lovable. You just don't, you're not attracting people because you they can yourself. see that they're bound. You don't love yourself. Yeah. You, you don't know how to love. That's a good point. Yeah. And I, I remember reading about that. I forget it was under the... It might have been a, a spin-off book or something off of that whole concept of law of attraction, which I do strongly believe in. There's a, mm -hmm. it just it extrapolates in so many different ways across our lives, and yeah, yeah. The first time you read the law of attraction or watch the movie, it's like, what is this hokey stuff? But 
I think as I as you progress down the development line, it does get more connecting. You get some, a different level of comprehension coming out of it. So, uh, and I, I go back to that point where I learned about, you know, are you willing to truly love yourself? And I remember like, how are you supposed to love somebody else or give them that love if you don't love yourself? I mean, yeah. I feel like then you're just faking it. Like, and this yeah. is not those situations where it's like a fake it till you make it. I don't know. Am I wrong on that? <laughs> no, you're c totally correct. And that was another thing too. One of the things that I think is appealing about your show is this notion that self-development, personal development is a constantly evolving process. That's definitely something that you embody and that the people who listen to you are looking for no, as the meta conversation with everyone that you have your, all your co-hosts. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm, I was really glad to have an opportunity to hang with you today because sec your sexual growth is part of your personal growth. Interesting. And I think a lot of people get stuck. They stop developing at some point, but there are about 15% of people, 15 out of a hundred are people that I call sexual seekers. People who not only, they're kind of like, they care about their sex life. It's important to them. And they have a personal development mindset growth orientation. And when you blend them together, that's really my fan or follower. Mm. They're the ones that are like, wow, the more I learn about being a lover, the more bedroom skills, the more I understand about genital anatomy, the more I understand about our orgasmic potential, the fact that we can have 15 different kinds of orgasms, both the male and female body of us. And people are like, wow, 15, I'm having one, maybe two, right? So how do I get, how do I have that? Is that, is that the and official then, list? Is there officially 15 different types or is there more? I don't know. I mean, well, one of them is wild card. So actually it's unlimited, but yes, there are some very specific types of orgasms that your body, there's pathways and places to touch that generate an orgasmic response. And we typically, you know, it's it's kind of like we used to say, well, we're only using whatever 20% of our brain power. Well, we're really only using 20% of our orgasmic potential generally. Wow. So people who want to know about that, they want, they want, they're like, I want to know orgasm skills. And people who are open to learning bedroom communication techniques, because what I've found in all of these years of helping people, I started out in, here are the techniques, here's how to come better. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I kind of figured out all the different ways you can have orgasms and co-create orgasms or self-pleasure to orgasm. And then what I realized was people were getting caught in not having the comfort to have communication in the bedroom. So then I developed some really simple bedroom communication skills that are fundamentals, which I can share with you. And then the third leg of the stool, it turns out, and I know you're going to relate, you're going to be like, of course, the third leg of the stool is intimate wellness, sexual health. And you know, you're going to laugh, but it starts in your gut biome. <laughs> Oh, now we're now we're talking. All right, I've had gut biome <laughs> gurus on this show, nutrition gurus. I, the gut biome is directly tied to your brain health. Now we're talking. There we go. You're unlocking some things. All right. I knew you'd love it. And then I started looking at the Venn diagram, the three circles that intersect. 
of libido, desire, and arousal. And so what you're really talking about is body, body, mind, and spirit. You're really talking about both your physicality as well as your emotional body, as well as the knowledge that you bring. And then once you get really good, once you're like, okay, I understand how my genitals work. I understand the ways I can orgasm. I've begun to become more multi-orgasmic. I've had different kinds of orgasms. My partner and I now have the ability to... Uh, feel really comfortable talking to each other. We're comfortable asking for what we need as changes as we change and evolve. We've acknowledged that every day is a new day and we're constantly maturing. And what was interesting to us two years ago isn't the stuff that turns us on right now. We're like into something new. And so there's always that, that's what keeps relationships fresh is that we're growing together sexually and expanding our sexual repertoire, palate, orgasmic potential, communication, depth of connection, and even spiritual connection, you know, are making love and being so into each other, so where you, you know, your orgasm begins and her orgasm ends and you can't tell. It's just this, you know, swirl of pleasure that gets more and more turned on as we're together in this moment. And then we move into this kind of connection to source, to Gaia, to God, to whatever you want to call it, all other beings, to life force. You can call it anything you want, but you can transcend your physical body through sexuality. That's sacred sexuality. And that gets you back to Tantra, which is once you start getting heart connected, once you start being able to connect your penis with your heart, your vulva with your heart, easier for women than men, because we're more societally conditioned to be emotional. But once men start moving into their emotional connection too, you know, it just, sex just can be incredible and get better your whole life long. Yeah, I mean, I'm nowhere to the, the tantric level, but I mean, it's, I can tell you like after the breakup, after the reconnecting, after that, yeah. putting in the, the work, also realizing that it wasn't going to stop. I'm going to have to keep going and figure this out more and more. And granted, you go through these periods throughout the year where it's like, oh, you know what? Hey, I haven't I haven't looked at this in a while. Let me get back into it. Let's find some new things. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because like, yeah, the sex improved once the emotions were allowed to flow, once the me unlocking the vulnerability piece, letting her in on you know some of the things that I've struggled with in my life. And this is not just romance. This is just life, like bringing the walls down and allowing that. I don't want to call them floodgates. It wasn't like a flood, but it was like, okay, great. I'm bringing these walls that I'm letting her in. I'm letting my stuff out, uh, being more honest and truth and transparent. I can tell you in the weeks to come, months to come, like changed the whole sexual game and things were slowing down and I was connecting and really paying much more attention and being in the moment with her. And I was like, Whoa, okay. Yeah. Like, so great. I mean, it sounds like at your level, that's like still pretty entry level. <laughs> uh, into the 15 different orgasms, I'm very intrigued. <laughs> oh, we can go through them if you want to. Really? Absolutely. Wait, is there, Why is not? there official titles for all of them? Or? Oh, I'm just... Um, I like the wildfire. Because official... <laughs> then it keeps you guessing. It's like, oh. Yeah. I and mean, is that pretty much what the wild card is? Like, you never know. Like, that's a new one. So... Everybody's got a freak. Ah. Okay. That's what the wild card is. And not only that, but you not only have a freak, you got... Lots of freaks in you. You're full of freaks, chock full of freaks. Everybody? Everybody. 
everybody has tons of potential turn-ons. And that was one of the things I was talking about is that as you get old, like I'll be 59 next month. Okay. And uh, I've By way, my- going strong, girl. I mean, yeah. Own it. Doing what I can do. That's that. Cl- <laughs> that's that clean eating. Yeah. Well, I tell people all the time, like everything what you what you put inside emanates outward. So it's yeah. it's a two way street. So I mean, oh. when, I, when I see people in their thirties looking like they're in their sixties, that's sad. Like we gotta right. fix that. So yes, you want to be the opposite. Yeah. You want to be sixty looking forty. Mm. Um, I do want to share my salad dressing is the new Viagra re- uh, recipe with you. Oh. Um, I just use olive oil, but okay. Yeah, I've got a better one for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about orgasms. Yeah. Um, because this, we don't really dwell on that on this show. <laughs> I was looking forward yeah. to this episode. I'm like, it's going to be fun tonight. So. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Well, yeah. and the thing is that as you age, you become more orgasmic and your orgasmic potential and capacity expands. But you also do begin to atrophy and lose uh, tissue in your genitals. So your penis starts to shrink, your vagina actually starts to be more open and expand. So his penis gets smaller, her vagina gets more loose or has laxity. And so the grip isn't as good anymore. That's not helping. (laughs) So one of the things that's really important is to do some sexual biohacking to reverse the ravages of aging. Just like- a lot of biohacking, never sexual biohacking. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, by the time you hit 40, this is the kind of thing that you need to be thinking about. So we can we can circle I'm back. I'm 42, to well. but I mean, I haven't I haven't noticed these problems yet. Now, granted, my my wife is five years younger, so mm-hmm. uh, maybe I'm going strong right now. I don't know. I, I good. She hasn't mentioned anything, so usually well, she's no, like you would... she's like you know you, you, I'm very high high stress not high stress but high strung sometimes, and she's just like this is like the one attribute that you definitely bring to the table. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> so I was like, at least I got one thing working for me. I don't know. Um, you have plenty of things working yeah. for you. Uh, you're handsome. You're smart. You're kind. You have a great personality. You've got so many good things working for you. Tell her that. No, she she does. She does. So yeah. Uh, but but right, so back, you do want to you want to keep an eye on your penis and make sure it's not shrinking. It will be. You'll notice it. Okay. You'll notice it over the next couple. Now years. is that tied to testosterone levels? I don't know. I it mean, is. So there is science backing that. Yes. Okay. Uh, tied to testosterone, tied to nitric oxide levels. Mm-hmm. So if you're not eating your beetroot juice and eating your leafy green vegetables, if you're using... Vasodilation. Vasodilation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you want to be taking a lot of citrulline. You want to, you know, eat your watermelon, chew your leafy greens. Don't use bacteri- antibacterial mouthwash. Don't use do uh, anti- antibacterial. antacids. I don't do any of that. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I mean, especially either, during right? this during this uh, whole, I mean, that's a touchy subject for a lot of people during the quarantine. But I'm like, I'm married to a doctor, and even if she's veterinary, she understands all that stuff. And we don't have hand sanitizer in our house, so right because of the impacts to your biome. It's yes, you're you're damaging more good bacteria than bad bacteria. There's a whole other podcast on that. So that's right, and not only that, you're damaging your erectile function when you use antibacterial mouthwash. So, and women and men have the same amount of erectile tissue in our genitals. So, oh, really? You know, okay. Yeah. You know, if you're married and your husband's starting to get a little soft, so are you. And as you lose erectile function, you also lose sensitivity. Older men definitely have trouble and women have trouble achieving climax because of sensation loss mm-hmm. due to neuropathy from eating too much sugar and drinking too much. 
as well as diminished blood flow from the nitric oxide that wanes just like your testosterone does. So you want to top up your T and you want to top up, top up your nitric oxide, both masculine and feminine people across the gender spectrum to keep your genitals pumping full of blood because blood flow mm. is really the thing that keeps your tissue healthy so I, that I sex doesn't time. become painful, et cetera. We talk, we're very, we're very anti-sugar, anti-grains on this episode. I know. One of my clients is uh, the great Vinnie Tortorich, trademarked NSNG is his trademark. I know. And yeah. It's like, guys, like, think about this. I've had heart gurus confirm this. Like, okay, yeah. it's not the cholesterol in your blood that is right. getting the problem. It's the inflammatory no. responses of your vessels shrinking from yeah. sugars and grains. So yes. this ties back to you. It's like, even if I was on a nitric oxide supplement, if I needed that, but if I'm still consuming all the sugars and grain and inflaming the vessels, you're actually right. counteracting the benefits of that supplement. Because I know a lot of people are into nitric oxide supplements now. Yeah. And it's like, well, thank you for doing that, but you forgot about the other thing that's creating the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It's exactly right. Yeah. Um, this is my product. I can send you some. It's called Flow. Yeah. And uh, it's the world's first organic nitric oxide supplement made with fruit and vegetables. I make it with watermelon, spinach, and acerola cherries, as well as I put knack in it as well. How are you getting around the, because again, I've learned that at the at the hormonal level and the liver level, the liver doesn't know the difference between all the different sugars. So are you doing an extract format to help reduce some of the sugar components or how are you getting around that? It, the watermelon, it, uh, the extract of citrulline is made from watermelon rind. Oh. So it's not very sugary. So you're not using the fruit. Okay. No, you use the rind. It has the most citrulline in it. Wow. I learned yeah, and spinach day. doesn't have any sugar in it. Nacerola cherries are bitter cherries. Okay. See, and people wonder why I podcast because I learn just as much as my listeners. So I love this. So the watermelon rind. All right. Yeah. Watermelon rind. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you can pick a watermelon rind and eat it. And it's really good for you too. If you, you know, if you're a home cook. Mm -hmm. So I just always historically threw that out. I, you know, or I threw it into a um, compost bin or something like that. Oh so. yeah. You want, you definitely pickle it. It's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Give you a, it gives you a banging boner. I mean, as I was to say, it's like everybody get on that watermelon rind. Uh, granted, again, as we as we said though, if you're still consuming excessive sugars and grains and inflaming right. the vessels, not going to help as much. But if you do no. all three, cut the sugar, cut the grains, amp up yeah. some that nitric oxide. I'm excited. Yes. So. I like so this. just to finish off the kind of the sexual health and biohacking, I will yeah. just finish that off and that, uh, and then let's move into orgasms. Definitely. Um, so the other thing for men is to use a vacuum erection device, a penis pump, um, from the time you're 40 onward, at least once a week, if not a couple times a week is really good because it pulls its vacuum pulls the blood into the penis so that you keep your blood carrying capacity very high. What if you um, don't have that problem? I mean, Yet. Yeah. Um, if you don't have it, don't do it. Okay. Okay. I'm just, I wasn't sure if you're making a requirement or this is for people no. that are, are experiencing this diminishing uh, lifestyle benefit. So yes. we'll call it. The minute you start to see any diminishment of size or erectile rigidity, hmm. um, a vacuum erection device, the one I like is called the Whopper. And I've written a book called The Pumping branding. Guide. I know it's a funny name um, because it does uh, make your penis bigger as well, which is nice. A lot of guys want to have a little bit more girth and length. 
Um, and I have written a book called The Pumping Guide, which explains how how pumps work, what to do, how to pump for maximum gains. You're taking this very seriously. I, that's one thing I love about this. Like you, you're in all facets of this. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a super nerd about ha helping people have really really great sex together. Um, yeah, so that's at pumpingguide.com. So if you want that, it's free download. I like to let people know about it because most people think, oh, it's, it's a scam or it doesn't work or whatever. And I'm like, no, if you get a good pump, it, it works great. And then Gaines Wave treatments, which are um, a sound wave treatment that breaks the plaque off the penile blood vessels so real, real and quick, is this it? stimulates the tissue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a little screen sharing. I like to have some fun while we're, while we're live on Facebook. So. Oh, good job. By the way, great Isn't cartoon that nice? graphic. Love that. Yeah. So, okay. I love that too. Oh, so Too I see cute. the pumping guide uh, does resort back to your core site, uh, personallifemedia.com. So nice. You're tying yeah. all the brands together. Well done. Of course. So, yeah, nice I've written over 34 books. Since so. we're screen sharing already, I mean, there, there's your Twitter. She's everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Over 11,000 <laughs> on Instagram. Over seventy thousand on YouTube, and I and you got a lot of exciting growth ahead of you with your your you're bringing a lot of content in house. So I'm excited of that news for you. So thank you. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's nice so, to see all my pretty websites. I know, but this is a fun graphic, by the way. Love that. So whoever thank your designer you. was, score. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I like to choose the graphics. Yeah. So Gaines Wave treatments work great. Penis pumps work great, and P shots, Priapus shots, work great for keeping all the penile tissue in really good youthful shape. And then for women, what I like is um, the O shot, which is the orgasm shot. That's PRP from your own blood plasma oh. injected into the clitoral tissue. It helps with incontinence. It helps with pleasure. Is, is this common? I mean, yeah, more? really common. There's okay. thousands of O shot and P shot providers all like over the world. Like a basic gynecologist uh, sources this? Or? Some gynos do it. Um, all kinds of different people do it. Sexual regenerative doctors do it. Yeah. You know, uh, doctors of oriental medicine, people good with needles. It doesn't hurt. They numb you. My wife has and a then, whole vehicle full of needles. So she's a, she's a equine horse vet. So yeah, she, she could probably that. give you pee shots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need them yet. So, <laughs> and then this device, which I love, I just happened to have it sitting here beside me. So I thought I'd show it to you. This is called the V fit. If you go to, um, oh, I gotta get it turned. Oh, did it? Yeah, there we go. One, two, three. Now, four. is this for the, the lady to do some exercising or. So what this does, can you see the red light? Oh yeah. It's glowing. And probably if I hold it by the purple, you can see it better. Yeah. So it's vibrating. Oh, I hear you that. Hear it, right? I, actually, yeah. so the whole thing lights up. There's a purple light and there's that main big bright light on the tougher part there. So, yeah, this is um, red laser. Oh, yeah. Laser I know about therapy. red light therapy. Yeah, right. Stimulate your mitochondrial yeah. function. And um, it is warm. So it feels really good inside, which also brings collagen into the vaginal mucosa. And then it's great it for also, tissue recovery. I, it's, it really is. I'm blinding myself with this thing. It's super bright. It goes up inside you, obviously. Right, right, right. <laughs> and um, so it vibrates, which is like Kegels. And yeah. it has warmth, which is collagen production for tissue engorgement. And it has the red light for mitochondrial stimulation because the vagina doesn't have any... Um, any like lubrication of its own, right. you actually recruit your lubrication from your blood plasma, which is why it's important to take a nitric oxide supplement if you're over 40. So you're getting a lot of blood flow to the pelvic bowl Interesting. because that's the first place it kind of stops. You know, as you age, you stop becoming, you know, Wet reproductive. Yeah. Right. And so uh, you need to keep the blood flow going. And then this V-Fit is fantastic because 
I had no, it I mean, I've seen all kinds of, of red issues. light therapy did not, I mean, it actually doesn't surprise me now, but I've not seen yeah. it in that way yet. So, yeah, it's really a good thing for women who women struggle with incontinence, vaginal laxity, vaginal atrophy, pain. So as you were saying earlier, how as, as women age, uh, that will yeah. open up. So yeah. So you want to get it to device, tighten again. That'll help heal and tighten tighten everything up okay yeah it tightens and tones your vaginal tissue and your vaginal musculature because you need a good grip on a penis to really have a good orgasm if it's just like flailing around in there uh it's it's not going to give you the Doesn't level of stimulation fun. no for the lady yeah, and anyway. you want to you want to work on gripping too you want to really work on that yeah <laughs> i'm familiar with this so <laughs> you girls have a way of controlling things so in a fun way so and not every woman i've been with uh knew that stuff so oh you're pausing up there did we lose you so you're saying yeah so i was just saying you want to have a good grip because that's how you uh, have vaginal orgasms from penetration is from uh, you know the contractions and the and the and the grip. Um, so let's go. Let's talk about orgasms yeah. on our last remaining minute, shall I mean, we? Fifteen. I mean, we can go here long if you want, but um, I have a little bit of a window there. But so is it is it literally a fifteen thing or is it greater than that? I mean. You, you said because everybody's got this wild side to them, so. You just count them up. Let's just count them up okay. as we go. You, you can keep track for me. All I'll right. just name as many as I can. Wow, you're going to go right off the now. cuff okay. here? I'm just going to make a ticker. Here we go. I got a little pen and paper right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a ticker. Uh, so, okay, you want, let's start with men because you thought I'd start with women. <laughs> uh, so for men, obviously, you can have an orgasm from pleasuring your penis. So I'm gonna, they're basically... You, what you'll notice that I'm doing is I'm doing both locations as well as like mental and emotional types of things. So, okay. um, and maybe what I should do is I should just kind of co combine the masculine and feminine as I go. So I'm just going to throw a bunch out. I'm just going to do them like free form. All so right. um, obviously there's the penis and then there's um, penis and testicles. Some men really love to have their testicles stimulated. And then there's the perineal area, which is very sensitive. And you can um, touch the, the way the penis works is that about 50% of it is outside of a man's body and 50% is inside. It goes in and down like a little tongue. It looks like a little tongue. Right. And the inside is very easy to access just underneath the testicles. If you palpate, you can feel the root or the, sh the buried shaft is, the, is what I like to region? call it. So, yeah, it's called the taint, but I don't like that because taint sounds negative, like it's tainted. I'm a, I'm a cyclist, so we're always looking at seat uh, engineering to make sure we're not yes, pressuring too right. much against the blood flow. So Yeah, yeah, you've got to have that slit yep. in the seat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just got an e-mountain bike. I'm so excited to, to go out on it this I weekend. Have, I have uh, my neighbor down the street it. works for Bicycling Magazine, an editor. She's got like eight of them in her garage because she's they're shipping her e-bikes to right up on. So nice. I can just go down there and just ride any of them. <laughs> Ooh, that's so good. Yeah. yeah, I just got I just got one. I'm excited. You're so have fun. Um, so feeling up inside and stroking that buried part of the penis, um, okay. and all these can be blended together. All this stuff can be blended together. But for some men, that men need to learn how to feel more pleasure in more locations than just the one single way that they get themselves going. Hmm. The expanding your pleasure map is very important if you want to become a more master masterful lover 
and then um, the prostate. The prostate is, so the anus is full of wonderful, sensitive nerve endings. So that's not and just then, a joke from a movie, pleasuring the, uh, that, that region is a thing. So it's I mean, not I, I've read thing. about it, so I just haven't been into it. <laughs> well, just say haven't been into it yet. Okay, there you go. Yes, I'll give you that one. So. Because um, there's a lot of pleasure in that area that can be added to other stimulation. Mm. And then up inside, if you go about one finger up inside, it's kind of the male G spot called the P spot or your prostate. And um, whether you use a personal massager with a vibration on it or a finger, um, that's a really pleasurable sensation for men. And that blended orgasm is incredible. The P spot with the penis together is really incredible. Also, it's very healthy to massage your P spot. Very healthy. Men really struggle with prostatitis in their youth and prostate issues as they age. Now what's prostatitis and in the youth? So prostatitis is um, uh, an infection of the prostate. Oh, well, I never had that. Yeah, lots of guys common? get it. Yes, oh. very common. Yeah. So prostate massage is super healthy, and we've lost track of it over the you know over the the the, the last you know hundred years or so. But uh, in the in the old days, prostate massage was very very common. Hmm. So those are important parts. Then for men, being able to feel perhaps nipple stimulation, kissing, you know, tickling the chest, uh, thighs, buttocks, belly. These are all spots that can be really sensitive and pleasurable for men, not just for women. Mm. You know, nobody thinks twice about playing with a woman's nipples, but, but men, they're like, oh, that's 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 weird it's not weird at all as a matter of fact they are an erogenous area so being open to 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 feeling into what feels good to you to stimulate you is really important hmm. and then there are also full body orgasms energy orgasms that so one of my programs is a program called multi-orgasmic lover for men and one in four men have difficulties achieving, uh, 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 difficulties with stamina. They, they don't last as long as they'd like to. Oh, okay. And yes. that's a very upsetting thing for a lot of men. And so you can actually achieve something called, that we like to call ejaculatory choice, which means that you get to come when you want to or when your partner says, okay, it's time, we're, you know, we're wrapping up here. Um, and to do that, you actually learn how to control your turn on and disconnect the ejaculatory system with the orgasmic response. They're not tied together. Hmm. When, when you have an orgasm as a man and you ejaculate, you've just done them together. You can have an orgasm without ejaculating. So uncoupling that and becoming a multi-orgasmic man where you're orgasms don't result in ejaculation unless you want them to but instead you start to connect and bring that pleasure up into your body using breath work pc muscle work 
pelvic rocking. You can pull that turn on up inside you. You can begin to connect it to your heart. A lot of men, there's no connection between their penis and their heart. They're like True. entirely separate systems of the body. Yeah. They can be connected so that you can feel the love uh, and pleasure at the same time. Well, that, that goes back to that connection on emotional energy, right? It's not just a physical game, yeah. but I think yeah. any of us who are still just all about the physical, you're very elementary. It's And you can tell it's very actually you're not even doing anything but good for you you're just getting the physical thing getting off and that's it you're, yeah. you're not thinking about the, your partner you're not thinking even about yourself you're not getting as much out of it so uh, that's one thing I've, I've learned over the years so <laughs> well said yeah definitely scott mm. um and so you can have full body orgasms you can have brain gasms you can have orgasms that shoot the sexual energy out of the top of your head and and connect you with source so, and you can do these in solo pleasuring. Every single thing that I've just said does not require a partner. And I think it's very, very important for people to practice solo pleasuring and to practice expanding their orgasmic response so that when, when they have a partner, they're just more orgasmic. You know, they just have good sex skills. And then going Is that, is that to tied back to that whole self-love component too, right? If, yeah. I've always said over the years, because I was always Mr. You know, I, I'm single, I'm a bachelor, but one of the reasons why I justified it was I was like, listen, you got to be happy by yourself and love yourself before you can expect to love somebody else. But this goes yeah. back to that energy too. It's like, well, if you're not, if you can't get yourself off or, you know, pleasure yourself when you, cause make people go through periods of being single. So you, this goes back to that. I've always been a bit of a struggle when I, when I have, I have, I have people in my family who suffer from depression and stuff like that too. And I'm like, guys, like you gotta own it. You gotta love yourself before somebody else can help you or you can help somebody yeah. else. So interesting to come at it from a, from a sexual point of view too. So, yeah, it, there's so many parallels to our sexual development and our personal development. Mm -hmm. um, and so for women, if you think about you stroke the clitoris, well, if you think about the clitoris that you can see, that's 5%, 95. You know how we talked about if, if a man's penis is like a banana right. and the half of it's inside and half of it's outside. So that whole thing is erectile tissue. She has a banana, only 5% of it showing. And wow. all the rest of that banana, literally that much material, that much tissue is inside her. And so there's uh, the, le the shaft of her clitoris, which is inside, the legs of her clitoris, which are called the crora, which drape over the vaginal opening. There's the vestibular bulbs, which are the legs of, her, you know, two more legs of her clitoris that go underneath the pubic hair on each side of the opening to the vagina. And then there's the G spot, which is not a spot. It's actually a long tube of erectile tissue that runs up along the top of the vaginal canal. And then there's a perineal sponge that looks a lot like a little prostate, but it's actually between the bottom of her vaginal canal and her rectum. And that's erectile tissue. So literally her entire vaginal opening is completely surrounded in a cuff of erectile tissue that is basically analogous to his penis, but it's all around and up inside. So stimulating that tissue really is important for women's full orgasmic potential, not just touching the tip of the clitoris, but the shaft, getting the legs, going inside to the G area, the perineal sponge, the vestibular bulbs around the opening. All of these things need lots of stimulation. And any one of those areas could give her an orgasm 
or you can play them all like a symphony. She also has a perineal area. Her uh, labia come down from her clitoral hood down to the bottom, an area called the fourchette. That all that tissue of the labia is incredibly sensitive and it plumps up. Then you have her perineal area. You've got her anus full of nerve endings. Well, let's, let's pause. Her- you said plumps up. That's if you got good blood flow, right? Yeah. Still need blood flow for that. So I'm just connecting yes. all the dots for some people listening in. <laughs> yes. It's, it's so true, Scott. Um, blood flow is the, it's, it, if you're not having the kind of orgasms that you used to have, the very first thing to do is to start taking nitric oxide supplementation. Top up that nitric oxide. Uh, uh, yes, if you pay attention to the crappy commercials that are out there, everybody's pushing a pharmaceutical, I call them pharmaceutical band-aids. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that yeah. is not, like you should yeah. not go to the drug. The drug is a band-aid. Right. You haven't found the root cause issue. So yes. this is what we're talking about today. Yes. Like I, I was just joking exactly. around this other day. I was like, my buddy was... A, a long time buddy he was like oh yeah it's like this girl she just didn't really we didn't connect and she was very like dry and stuff like that i'm like well yeah if you guys didn't connect that whole area shuts down man like right you can only do so much physically if there's not enough mental emotional energy behind it am i right about yeah. that yeah yes okay yes yeah and even though vaginal lubrication is not tied to sexual arousal the woman could be really turned on and very dry hmm. Women love to be wet because it makes them feel more turned on. So getting a good, getting nitric oxide and taking it every day so that you're getting a lot more blood flow to the pelvic bowl lets all of the moisture that comes from your blood plasma just soak in through the vaginal mucosa so you get wetter. Hmm. And you can fill with more blood because you've got more vasodilation. Well, and I think yeah. it's also good to remind people that, I mean, there is naturally occurring nitric oxide in a properly aligned nutritional process. But to your point, some people may need more depending yes. on your genetic makeup, your lifestyle components, where you're at in your health and your, and your aging cycle. There's lots of variables. So that's, I'm, a, I'm a supporter of supplements when they make sense for the right person, right? Because I, yeah. I take supplements, but my supplemental profile might be different than somebody else. I mean, I've, I've gone through DNA level testing and blood analysis with some gurus to pick out the perfect ones that I specifically would benefit from. So me too. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fun actually, it becomes a game, so. <laughs> yeah, um, by the time you're 50, you have half the blood flow you did when you were 30, nitric wow. oxide production. So it's actually a function of aging, just like- Is that um, same male, female or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, your nitric, your ability for your body to produce nitric oxide diminishes with age, and you can only eat so much spinach. <laughs> I would agree with that, especially because I'm a I'm a heavy carnivore guy. I mean, I get everybody's got their own goals, but yeah, uh, it's important to look at all those different components. And yes, I, I love a good Popeye. But I mean, spinach can get boring after a while. <laughs> well, it, and it's all leafy greens are really good, as is watermelon, but really the rinds and beets. Beets are very good too. I eat raw beets. I take a, a, a beet and just cut it up raw and put it right in my salad. Oh, wow. And yeah. uh, that is a very good source of nitric oxide for you. Now, so, is, is there a connection on the radish world or no? That's, that's I mean, they are two different plants, yeah. but yeah. No, radishes are good. Uh, kohlrabi is good. Dill, cabbage. Um, the brassicas, not so much. Hmm. That's more for dim. 
the brassicas aren't as good. I for, like the uh, classic uh, connections there on things like kosher dills or cabbage because mm. I grew up on a farm and I remember every right before winter my mom would uh, can you know mason jars before they came trendy. Yeah. she would can all the vegetables. We had this huge garden, and if you go back over years and different cultures from around the world, like pickling things and aging things like cabbage was very very common a, lo a lot of russian yeah. influences on that eastern european influence on that so and these are all healthy things that have been around for a long time that people have forgotten about yeah gotta eat your sauerkraut there you go yeah there's yeah a lot of things and i make homemade yogurt my yogurt is at home so there's no sugar in it it's there you go. really good for you what are you yeah, going with there i, love that. I have what, a garden what's your source for that um I, I use dairy to make my yogurt. Yeah. It doesn't really you bother me. It's the or... only dairy. It's okay. only, I just use cow organic okay. milk, yeah. but it's the, it's the only dairy I eat is yogurt. Yeah. Well, and again, there's a lot of healthy uh, gut bacteria or gut bacteria benefits tied to those types of things. Cause those are natural probiotics when created yeah. uh, the right way. A lot of these yeah. big brand manufactured things are, they, they keep thinking that something acidic or something more natural is, is not good for the palate. So they just keep, overwhelming your sugar sensors on your on your tongue and your mouth and your throat and everything it's like okay you now have become so numb because of the excessive sugar and everything that you're missing the yeah. whole health alignment stop adding the sugar so it drives me crazy yeah i know the reason i make my own yo yogurt is i use um a bacterial strain called l ruteri mm -hmm. l e l lactobacillus ruteri R-E-U-T-E-R-I-I, -E -E ruteri. It's very good for um, skin mm. collagen. It's the scaffolding on which the collagen rests. Oh. I also take hyaluronic acid, cod liver oil, vitamin E mixed tocopherols, because when you're pushing 60, you, you, you start to desiccate mm. as you age. You know, you, you get sarcopenia from lack of growth hormone. Uh, and so you start to wrinkle. And so the way I keep everything plumped up is aloe vera, hyaluronic acid, high and low molecular weight. High molecular weight HA mm. is great for joints. Low molecular weight is great for skin. Interesting. Take the l ruteri yogurt in my morning smoothie with my maca, my cacao, my green powder, my aloe vera, et cetera, mm. et cetera. And then I'm getting a homemade yogurt made from a strain that's been studied by Stanford and MIT for all kinds of health benefits and anti-aging. Nice. Well, you've got a good yeah. game plan. And again, for somebody who's yeah. approaching 60, I said it earlier, I was like, mm -hmm. I know people whose skin look worse. The skin looks worse yeah. than what you have. And so you are aging beautifully. And Thank I tell you. people, tell me, like, like my mom, actually, here's the funny thing. My mom and my dad, they're not, they're a little, they're overweight, but mm -hmm. their skin looks amazing because they still do some <laughs> of the stuff we did since we were kids on the farms. They just don't everything we do. Like I keep telling them, don't eat cereal. Like that's yeah. manufactured crap. Uh, but right. that aside, their skin still looks amazing. And I was like, man, like, and they're, they're 72 now. So, oh, great. Yeah. So, uh, so there's ways to age uh, majestically, as I like to tell Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm a mama's boy. So, so to finish off orgasms, um, I was going to say, I'm well over women. 20. I, have, I mean, oh, good. how it was registering in my head. I'm like, that sounds like one. That sounds like great. One. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I want to get to the top of the woman. So we've talked a lot about the genital structure and all of these different components that all can be pleasured and any individual one can create an orgasm or they can be worked in concert for the masterful maestro of a lover. Um, but you have to also remember you could give her orgasms from a foot rub, from a belly rub, 
from a breast massage, not just her nipples, but her breast tissue is erectile. Um, kissing her neck, you know, when we used to give each other hickeys in high school and then we got so turned on, there's erectile tissue in your neck. Oh, I and got something so, for her, like right near the collarbone in that tissue area right there. That That's a winner. So Exactly, yeah. right? And you so, got to hit it the right way. You can't just expect it to be guaranteed every single time. So Well, every woman's different every single day. Mm -hmm. So there's always that. And then, of course, there's lips for kissing, but also um, when a woman orally pleasures a man, it can be orgasmic for her because Linda Lovelace was right. There's erectile tissue in our throat. So a lot of women um, have learned a lot of incredible oral pleasuring that when they Get, when they give oral to their male bodied partner, instead of thinking they're doing it for him, if they switch their mindset to I'm, I am taking my pleasure, and then they do the things that make them feel good, hmm. and they have orgasms from that, that makes their man so happy. Because what a man loves is his tool to be used for incredible pleasure. So that's another really big component. And then of course, there's getting into other things like, you know, um, little spanking and, and that type of thing, um, being, you know, being kind of restrained and having a little bit of power play. Some, for a lot of women, they really like that, where they just surrender to their pleasure. They're kind of overwhelmed, but in not in a bad way, in a positive way. Um, and then of course, there's all kinds of fantasy right? So there's lots of things that you can do that enter into the fantasy realm. And the fantasy realm is really the wild card. I mean, there are probably other places that certain people like being touched that I didn't name. So you should tell your partner that. But then there's also this wild, unlimited world of fantasy play that you can constantly come up with new things that turn you on if you just put your mind to it. Hmm. So that's an unlimited resource of pleasure and orgasm as well. That sounds like Oh, that. and then I forgot to tell you, uh, I'll make that one quick too, but I, don't, don't let me lose my train of thought on this, which is there are um, clitoral orgasms, there are G-spot orgasms, there are female ejaculation orgasms, there are expanded orgasms. Um, all of those types of orgasms are different. They look different on the sine wave. So there's different ways you can manipulate the nervous system to also take the moment of climax and pull it out over time or to release your femininely waters, things like that. Wow. So I wanted to just finish that off because we promised. Oh yeah, I mean, what, I was I, I say I was looking forward to this podcast today because I was like, man, we, we could go so many different ways with this subject line. And I was intrigued to see how we were gonna go there. And I was definitely not expecting to go over so many versions of orgasms, but Awesome. Me neither. You never know and where it's going to go, Scott. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I took a few notes, you know. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but you all, I mean, so do you have all of this stuff uh, available on the Personal Life Media site as well? So yeah. that's yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm going to screen share again here because we are coming to the end of the show. But um, yeah. And I, I, you have other experts on your on here as well, right? It's not just yeah. about you. So yeah, I'm, I'm a publisher of. I have found the people that I think really know what they're talking about. And I have co-created work with them that um, people can purchase and learn all of these techniques. And then 
on my website, it, it is searchable. So what's nice is that there's thousands of articles I've written over the last 15 years. Mm. And, you know, one nice thing is the human body doesn't change that fast. <laughs> so the clitoris is still in the same location as when I started. <laughs> okay. That's a good sign, you know. <laughs> Mankind hasn't changed too much yet, uh, you know, as far as the anatomy goes. So Nope. Yeah, so you can go up to the very top on that green bar and search on anything, yeah. and there'll probably be a bunch of articles that come up. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's the power of blogging and sharing content and doing yeah. things the right way is that I remind people, like, they, 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 want their, they want their expert status to just exist, you know, by next year. And I was like, that's not how proper marketing and brand growth works. It's, it takes time. You need to be generating content. I mean, you clearly have helped chisel out a nice niche in the market because you've been doing it longer than probably most and you keep pushing yeah. the content you keep pushing the education and you make Always. it available if you hide everything behind a lock and key online i tell people time that you want to grow your brand strong put some of your best stuff out there because mm -hmm. then people can see that you're not messing around you might know yeah. what you're talking about and then okay we can look into some other other services coaching education etc because you've shown them that you're quite knowledgeable so yeah, Man, I, I learned a lot today. <laughs> I did too. Thank you. Well, it was really fun. And thank you for being so open to having oh yeah. pretty, you know, these were very explicit conversations that we had, but they're not, they're not explicit in a bad way. There are human anatomy and our, you know, I mean, to think that orgasmic potential is something that's bad is, is not at all the right way to be looking at it. It's, it's like such a part of who we are. It's such a gift of our humanity. You know, well, it's like we help. I mean, some people are, Again, I don't talk about religion and I don't talk about politics in a show, but some people are so uptight maybe because how they were raised or the environments they're growing yeah. around religious-wise, they've never been allowed to learn about that about themselves. And I'm like, well, yeah. we were given these abilities for a reason, all right? So you don't really fully understand your own anatomy and your own like DNA, biology, et cetera. Like, this, is, this should be a fun journey. So you should look forward yes. to this. And Definitely. I joked around before, like four years ago when I started the show – I probably wouldn't have had this episode. <laughs> so, I mean, through yeah. four years of growth, like th that's where I tell people like, guys, the personal and professional growth never ends. It's just, you got different ebbs and flows. And as you progress down the line, that's why I love, I, I, I always thank the podcasting world as a platform because it allowed me to give all this free content to the world, share amazing knowledge from people like yourself, but also it's helped me grow as an individual as well. So it just so happens that podcasting ended up being my thing. So uh, and, and then you and I get to hang out and have a good time. So I like yeah. yeah, I love it. Well, so I have a fun final question for you. Then as we bring the show to close, I want my guest co-host to close the shows back in the day, I would say, you know, what are some final words you want to leave behind? But as the growth has continued, uh, especially nowadays with all these troubled times, I'm always reminding myself and other people that every action we take has, has a result. So every word we speak has a result. So, yeah. uh, I want to remind all of us as influencers, like guys, like what is really the legacy that you're really leaving behind on this planet? Because if people would start thinking more about that, I would see hopefully some more positive decisions being made or positive thoughts being projected out there. So my, my last question for you would be just like, Hey, how would you like to close the show out? What is a, a legacy message behind everything that you're doing that you'd like to leave behind for people? I think it was the thing we were talking about earlier, how when you feel like you have a problem with your sex life, when you feel like you have an obstacle um, and you feel alone or like 
it's something that can't be fixed. It's beyond your ability to find a solution. You don't believe there's a solution out there. I, um, I wrote an ebook called The Magic Pill Method. I think it's at magicpillmethod.com. Oh. And um, basically what happened was I sent out an email to my, to my fans and I said, tell me what is holding you back from having the sex life you want. And I got thousands of responses. And I looked at every single one of them as they came in. And I, and I said, hey, I won't be able to reply to everybody. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> even, if you th- even if you think your sex life is utter- utterly hopeless, yeah. Um, I said, I won't be able to reply to everybody. But as all the emails were coming in, I was like, well, I know how to fix that. I know how to fix that. You can fix that. That's fixable. That's fixable. That's-. And I thought, wow, this is what's holding you back. But it's fixable but you don't know what the answer is. And so people get stuck. They get, you know, what we, who like to sail call going in irons when the wind dies and there's no wind for your sails and you're just, you're just listing in the ocean, you know? And um, what the magic pill method does is it teaches you how to solve your problem yourself that there is an answer to your problem. It might be a workaround, it might be a solution, it might be a compromise, but there is a way to remove the roadblock to go from wherever you are to what you believe that you want. And what you want is only the beginning of what you could possibly have if you just keep going. So the magic pill method is actually a four-step process for solving your own problem yourself with your sex life. I like it. And I like the I like the theme behind that about reminding people that it is a journey and the growth can be never ending. It doesn't need to be a cap. Never ends. So that's the beauty of that. So yeah. another great message. I love it. Well listen, Susan, I'm gonna give you a proper goodbye off the air. Hang tight. Ladies right. and gentlemen, we shared a lot of stuff today, and this is already streaming live on Facebook, so I'll make sure that we go back, edit the, the Facebook post, because that'll be up for uh, probably at least a month before we get it aired in the podcast world, because we've been so busy. And uh, so I'll make sure all of her links are in the no- in the notes there, because obviously we always make sure these notes show up on the blog article, as well as the YouTube video, as well as the Facebook video. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, I hope we gave you a much different style of podcast show today, because I truly do believe that what we discussed today does align with my message of fueling your health business and lifestyle heavily on the health but it's definitely going to pass over into your 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 success in business and your success in lifestyle so we definitely hit on that today so thanks for tuning in and remember ladies and gentlemen we're here to fuel your health your business and your lifestyle so get after it check out these links grow a little bit and remember you too can live the fuel And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.